Hi, and welcome to Better Than New, the podcast to help you find a cool used car, truck, or SUV at a price you'll love. I'm your host, Gary Crenshaw, and this week is a sad car week for our family because, as you may recall me mentioning in an earlier episode, a tree fell on our driveway about a month ago, and it totaled our Toyota Highlander. And the insurance came and towed it away this week, so now we have to find a replacement. The question is, what should we buy next? Now, if it were my choice alone, the answer would be simple. I would go with something that was stylish, had decent power, was fun to drive, and offered substantial value for the money. And I'm literally talking about choosing from one of the vehicles I recommended here on Better Than New in the last year. You know, probably a Jeep Wrangler TJ, or maybe a second-gen Xterra, or even an Infiniti FX45. Those are cool. But since the Highlander was my wife's daily driver, her opinion carries more weight. But I will still try to nudge her towards a vehicle that offers a high level of passion, fun, and joy at a reasonable price over something staid and boring like the Highlander. Now, don't get me wrong, the Highlander is, was, a nice SUV. It was competent, reliable, it was fine. But fine is just fine, not fun. But if you're looking for passion, fun, and value in a daily driver, today's better-than-new vehicle, which is a two-door turbocharged hatchback from that country shaped like a boot, definitely serves up copious amounts of all three. And I'll tell you what that car is and why you might want one in just a moment. So hop in, buckle up, and let's go for a drive. So Italians have a reputation for speaking loudly, dressing stylishly, and driving quickly from point A to point B. And today's better-than-new used car, the Fiat 500 Abarth, sold in the U.S. from 2012 to 2019, is no different. It's a car that speaks loudly, in a good way through its fantastic unmuffled exhaust, it's stylish, and it can quickly whisk you from point A to point B with minimal fuss and maximum fun. Now, historically, Fiat has had a 500 in their lineup for more than 85 years. The first Fiat 500, also known as the Topolino, was a front-engine two-door coupe that initially appeared way back in 1936. But today's Fiat 500, or Cinquecento in the native Italian tongue, is styled after the later Nuova 500 that was introduced to the Italian market in 1957 and was sold through 1975. Now, unlike the first 500, the Nuova 500 was a two-cylinder, 500cc, rear-drive, two-door, four-passenger coupe. It was, in many ways, Italy's answer to the Volkswagen Beetle. It was cute, frugal, and fun to drive in the city, but it wasn't going to set any speed records with its meager 13-horsepower engine. I mean, that was more lawnmower than Lamborghini. However, like today's Fiat 500, the Nuova 500 eventually got more performance with an Abarth edition starting in the mid-1960s. Called the 695SS, that early Fiat 500 Abarth had an increased engine displacement of nearly 700 cc's. Whoa. And along with an increased compression ratio, stronger valve springs, and revised cam profiles, the 695SS made a scintillating 38 horsepower with 44 pound-feet of torque. 
Now, those numbers would probably sound more impressive if I said them in Italian, but 38 horsepower was enough to give the 695SS Abarth a top speed approaching 90 miles per hour, which, you know, frankly was impressive. Now, you may be thinking, what exactly is an Abarth? Well, if you're not familiar with the name Abarth, it's the in-house tuning company for Fiat. It was founded in 1949 by Carlo Abarth, a former car racer turned tuner and designer, and for more than 70 years, the company has been in the business of pumping up performance on many memorable Italian cars, including the Fiat 500. And with the Abarth edition, you get more of everything, from horsepower to handling to style. And if that sounds intriguing to you, then here are a few reasons why you might want a 2012 through 2019 Fiat 500 Abarth in your driveway. Now, you might want a Fiat 500 Abarth if you love the sound of a perfect exhaust note as you run up and down through the gears. Now, the Fiat 500 Abarth comes with an unmuffled exhaust. And while it's difficult to comprehend that you could buy a car off the showroom floor without a muffler that sounds this good, it's actually true. And this thing sounds like a mini Ferrari. I'll call it like half a Ferrari. And if that doesn't make any sense, go take one for a test drive even if it's just to listen to that awesome exhaust note. I mean, seriously, it sounds great. Now, you might want a Fiat 500 Abarth if you think you need some Italian passion in your life, but you can't afford a Ferrari or a Lamborghini. Hey, look, we all have a budget to live with, but even those on a beer budget can enjoy the fun served up by the Fiat 500 Abarth. Now, you might want a Fiat 500 Abarth if... You like cars that are practical, yet fun to drive. So this is a two-door, four-seat, turbocharged hatchback. You know, it's the standard hot hatchback formula. And it's one of the most practical automotive configurations, yet this one has been massaged to deliver excellent performance across the board from acceleration to handling to braking. Or in other words, the Fiat 500 Abarth is a complete performance package at a reasonable price. And finally, you might want a Fiat 500 Abarth if you don't want to drive a car that's like everything else. So from the moment you see it, you sit in it, and drive it, you know the Fiat 500 Abarth is special. It's clearly different from your typical daily driver. Everything is focused on performance, style, and fun, with extra emphasis on fun. So if you want to avoid the typical boring car experience... This used car option should be at the top of your very short list. So if the Fiat 500 Abarth sounds like a hot hatchback you're curious about, or maybe you already think you might want to own one, let's dig a little deeper into the details, starting with the engine. The wicked-sounding 1.4-liter four-cylinder turbocharged multi-air engine in the Fiat 500 Abarth got a big boost in power compared to the normally aspirated version in the standard Fiat 500. The Abarth edition delivers an additional 59 horsepower for a total output of 160 horsepower. Now, that may not sound like a lot, but since it only has to push around about 2,500 pounds of weight, the performance is very respectable. Plus, like I mentioned a moment ago, it sounds great. But it's the torque figure of this Turbo 1.4 at 170 pound-feet that's truly impressive, and combined with Fiat's multi-air variable valve timing system, that relatively big wave of torque is spread over a wide range 
for improved performance at both low RPM and high RPM, which is perfect for a fun-to-drive streetcar. Now, when the 500 Abarth was launched in 2012, the only transmission available was a 5-speed manual, which was refined for improved shift quality and feel. However, for you shiftless types, a 6-speed automatic was offered as an option starting the 2015 model year. So if you got to go auto, a 2015 or later Abarth with the automatic is what you need to look for. Now to help the drivetrain work its magic in the Abarth edition, the suspension of the Fiat 500 was thoroughly reworked with new Coney shocks, stiffer springs, and a solid rear stabilizer bar. The Abarth edition also had modified lower control arms, more aggressive alignment specs from the factory, and it sat about a half inch lower than the non-turbo Fiat 500. Brakes were upgraded as well with larger front discs, and the Abarth also featured a sport button that provided maximum engine output, quicker throttle response, and more steering feel when cornering. The result of all these changes is spectacular. At the edge of the handling envelope, understeer on the 500 Abarth has been nearly eliminated. Turn-in is surprisingly quick, and the car clings to the road like a strip of Velcro. And with a sticky set of summer tires on the optional 17-inch wheels, the Fiat 500 Abarth makes you feel like a racing hero. So what are the results on the track of all these performance tweaks? Well, in the hands of various magazine testers, when the Fiat 500 Abarth was introduced, 0 to 60 and quarter mile times were what you would expect for a small turbocharged hot hatchback from that era. For example, Motor Week was able to hustle their Abarth from 0 to 60 miles per hour in a time of 7.7 seconds, which is about 2 seconds quicker than the non-turbo 500s they tested. And it covered the quarter mile in 15.8 seconds at 89 miles per hour. In a 2012 road test by Motor Trend, the Fiat 500 Abarth got even better times. Motor Trend was able to coax their example to accelerate from 0 to 60 miles per hour in 6.8 seconds and it covered the quarter mile in 15.3 seconds at almost 90 miles per hour. Now, Motor Trend's nearly one second quicker 0 to 60 acceleration time compared to Motor Week's example is notable, but the difference could have been due to available traction at the track, as well as heat, humidity, elevation, wind, and other variables on the day Motor Trend tested. It could also be that their 500 Abarth had more break-in miles. You know, it could be a lot of things. But no matter what, you should expect that a Fiat 500 Abarth making the stock 160 horsepower and 170 pound-feet of torque should hit 60 miles per hour in the low 7-second range and run about, you know, mid-15s in the quarter mile at about 90 miles per hour. Now this is about a half second slower to 60 than a comparable year Mini Cooper S, but it's still really quick enough to be fun. And with such an engaging car like the Fiat 500 Abarth, that small difference doesn't really matter on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, what about styling? Well, you know, Italians certainly like to do things with style, and the Fiat 500 Abarth is definitely no exception to this rule. And while it's not a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, this little Fiat virtually oozes style from the more upright front fascia that allows for more room in the engine compartment for the front-mounted turbocharger and its plumbing to the large, aggressive front intakes that feed more air to the Abarth's boosted engine. In profile view, the extended side skirts blend into wheel wells filled with either 16-inch or optional 17-inch sport wheels with sticky rubber. 
and out back a redesigned rear fascia with lower black diffuser and dual exhaust pipes continue to make a performance statement along with the sporty rear spoiler above the hatchback's window. You also won't forget that this is an Abarth Edition Fiat with the multiple logos on various panels both inside and out that prominently feature the creature from Carl Abarth's astrological sign, the Scorpion. And for a little more flair, buyers could even choose optional contrasting red or white side mirrors and stripes for their white, gray, black, or red body color Fiat 500 Abarth. Now inside, the Abarth Sporty style treatment continued in the form of black leather with red stitching on the gauge hood and shifter, which is a nice touch typically found on more expensive cars, a thick, flat-bottom sport steering wheel, aluminum pedal covers, and heavily bolstered performance seats that were optionally available in a stunning shade of red leather for the more adventurous. So, it's clear that the Fiat 500 Arbarth serves up a healthy dose of performance and style in a small package. But what are the downsides? Does the Fiat 500 Arbarth have any issues you should be aware of? Now that's a great question, because Fiats have historically had a reputation for quality control issues and other problems. So let's dig into that. Now since its introduction to the U.S. market in 2012, some owners have had trouble keeping their Fiats out of the dealership for repairs, while others have been able to rack up tens of thousands of miles without really any major issues, other than what you would normally expect on a car that gets driven. That said, you should check repair records, either from the owner or the servicing dealer, or also through a VIN number check, such as Carfax or similar services. Oftentimes, repeat issues can show up in these reports. Also, when you're looking at a particular Abarth for purchase, a pre-purchase inspection is definitely recommended for these cars. That's a good idea for any vehicle, but especially for the Fiat 500 Abarth and vehicles like it, because it's the type of vehicle that gets driven hard and put away wet, and you don't want to be holding the bag when something breaks or goes wrong. Other issues to look for include the heating and air conditioning blower motor, which apparently can fail suddenly, and while it's not an overly expensive part, the labor to replace it is pretty hefty since a good portion of the car's dash has to be removed to make the repair. So keep that in mind. Other things, uh, over time, the hoses and connections for the turbocharger plumbing can become cracked or loose, resulting in boost and vacuum leaks that can reduce power and cause things like odd idle issues and other drivability problems. So you want to be sure to check the turbo plumbing thoroughly. Another issue is oil consumption. Now, it's common that many cars will use some small amount of oil between oil changes. That's not unusual. However, some Abarth owners have reported excessive oil consumption, so again, a pre-purchase inspection is critical. Also, look for signs that the car has had regular oil changes. These have turbocharged engines, so any time spent driving when the vehicle is low on oil could cause damage to the turbo and other engine components. Now, personally, I would look for a one- or two-owner vehicle it was owned by someone who was literally religious about oil changes and did them more often than the factory recommendation. Now, while there are no guarantees you won't buy a problem vehicle, having receipts or work orders or whatever that indicate consistent maintenance like oil changes can definitely help you determine if the car you're buying has a better chance of being in good mechanical condition or not. Another complaint is that some examples of these cars can develop more than their share of squeaks and rattles. 
Again, not an uncommon problem, but having a stiff suspension like on the Abarth doesn't really help. But no matter the cause, be sure to take an extended test drive of at least, I would say, 30 to 45 minutes, preferably longer, to test the car over various road surfaces and driving conditions to make sure it's not a rattle trap before you buy it. Okay? Another thing to consider is the timing belt. The engines in these cars have a timing belt and are what is known as an interference engine. That means if the timing belt breaks, the pistons and the valves can hit each other, which is not a good thing. So you'll want to make sure that the belt has been replaced if necessary. But what is the replacement interval? Well, several users on the Fiat 500 USA forum stated that their owner's manual said the mileage and time interval is 152,000 miles or nine and a half years. Now, I don't have access to a Fiat 500 Abarth manual to check this, but that's a lot longer than many manufacturers recommend. I mean, typically car makers require timing belt changes between 60,000 to 100,000 miles or after about mm, seven or eight years of use, whichever comes first. So just be aware that the 500 Abarth does have a timing belt and the oldest examples may be past the time that their belt should have been replaced. And if you're looking at a car that needs a new timing belt, keep in mind it's a procedure that will cost somewhere between about $900 to $1,600 for parts and labor, depending on where you live. So, something to think about. And finally, parts availability can be an issue with these cars too. Fortunately, the oldest examples are now 11 years old, so that kind of helps with the whole used parts pipeline. You know, some people have wrecked their cars or, you know, totaled them in various situations, and parts from those cars are now circulating in the marketplace. However, Fiat has been known for not always stocking parts you might need, and they have to ship it from overseas. So it's just something to consider. It's not a deal breaker in my mind, but it's something to think about, okay? Now, if I haven't scared you away, and I don't think any of this should really scare you off, I just think you need to be aware of the pitfalls, because every used vehicle has them then what should you expect to pay for a Fiat 500 Abarth? Hmm, good question. Well, in a recent nationwide search, I found a wide range of asking prices for the 2012 through 2019 Fiat 500 Abarth. At the lower end were vehicles as cheap as like $4,500, and at the high end, they were more than $24,000, even $25,000. I mean, that's a huge spread, but don't fret, affordable examples definitely exist. So starting at the low end, Abarths in the $6,000 to $8,000 range are going to have issues. Either they'll have damage or a rebuilt title or really high mileage or some other issue that keeps the price low. Sure, you can occasionally find a decent example around, say, $8,000, but we live in a world where you get what you pay for, so I would expect to get less at this price point. Now moving up to between $9,000 to $11,000, things get interesting in this price range. There's good value here and occasionally great value. For example, with very little effort, I found a 2013 one-owner example near me with 87,000 miles and, according to the ad, no mechanical issues. It looked to be in good condition and the asking price was $9,995, so basically $10,000. And if it passed a pre-purchase inspection, you know, that might be a solid choice. However, if it was me, I would probably opt to pay a little bit more for a newer model with less miles. That's my opinion. 
moving up another category to the $12,000 to $14,000 range, this is really the sweet spot, and I think you'll find your best values in this range. So, for example, I found a West Coast, actually California, 2013 example from a private party that appeared to be in excellent condition based on photos and the description, and it had only 43,000 miles, actually 42,800. And the asking price was $13,750, which, you know, could be negotiable. Now, overall, I would consider that particular car or one like it to be an excellent example of what you can find in that twelve dollars to $14,000 price range. I think that's the sweet spot. I think that's where your best values are going to come from. Now, if we move up to cars in the fifteen dollars to $18,000 range, this is kind of what I think of as a no-brainer price range. If you're willing to buy a Fiat 500 Abarth in this price range, you're going to find newer cars that are probably between 2017 and 2019 in excellent condition with low miles. But, you know, honestly, why pay 18000 when you could spend maybe a little more time searching and potentially find something just as nice for, you know, 1000 or $2,000 less? But of course, it's your cash, so, you know, spend away if it makes you feel good. But I think that twelve dollars to $14,000 range is probably the best value. Now, are asking prices even higher than $18,000? Yeah, definitely. I saw a lot of cars advertised between $19,000 and $22,000, with a few way up around $25,000. So if you're willing to pay that much, do me a favor, give me the $25,000, I'll find you a really nice example for $18,000, and I'll pocket seven grand. Does that sound like a good idea? Sounds good to me. Let's do it. Come on. No, don't do that. Get one in the twelve dollars to $14,000 range. That's going to be your best bet. All right? So, I just want you to know that no Italians were harmed in the making of this podcast episode. No pizza was eaten. No spaghetti was twirled violently on the end of a fork. But hopefully I did inspire you to consider this affordable little Italian firecracker, the 2012-2019 Fiat 500 Abarth, as your next fun daily driver. These cars serve up equal measures of Italian styling, performance, and joy in a versatile hatchback body style. And the Fiat 500 Abarth is one of my favorites, and could become one of yours too if you spend a little time behind the wheel. So I suggest you go check one out and at least take a test drive to hear that unmuffled exhaust hit a high note at Redline. Kind of like Luciano Pavarotti, may he rest in peace, nailing the high notes in Nessun Dorma, one of my favorite arias. Now if you haven't heard it, I put links to both in the show notes, both the exhaust and Pavarotti, so go listen. Your inner Italian will love you for it. And with that, thanks for listening to this episode. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe and follow this podcast so I can keep bringing you reviews of cool used cars, trucks, and SUVs available at a price you'll love. And until next time, I'm Gary Crenshaw. This is Better Than New, and I'm really glad you came along for the ride. <laughs>